Welcome to Accountable, where your business is our business. Hosted by David R. Peters. Today's guest is John Larkin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Accountable, the podcast for CFOs by a CFO. Hey, my name's Dave. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I think that we have a really good show here for you. Uh, This show is going to be a little bit different uh, from what we normally do on Accountable. Most of the time on Accountable, we have one topic that we dig deep on with our guest. Today, however, we are going to be touching on two topics. Uh, My guest today is the founder of Advanced CPE. His name is John Larkin. And John is going to be talking to us first about his uh, his venture into uh, the CPE world with the Advanced CPE platform. So we're going to be talking about some things that I think a lot of us, I mean, if you are a CPA, uh, this is near and dear to your heart. I mean, we all have to do continuing ed. And so he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on in the continuing education world, what he sees, and uh, why his... His uh, new platform, Advanced CPE, is uh, is a little bit different, but it really improves upon some of the things that we have seen in the past, uh, maybe through other platforms uh, that maybe you have used. But in addition to that, we are going to be talking to John about starting a business. Uh, you know, we're in the midst of the Great Resignation. We've had a lot of people who have uh, changed jobs or have decided to go out on their own more recently. And so what we're going to be talking to John about is just that whole process. What is it like to go out on your own? What is it like? What's kind of that tipping point uh, that pushes you to go out on your own? What is it that uh, that sort of drives somebody to go out on their own? Because, I mean, if you think about it, uh, it maybe doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense a lot of times for people to go into business for themselves. I mean, uh, you leave sort of the safety net of, uh, you know, regular pay. And so I, I, I think that, uh, you know, it does take uh, a certain kind of mentality and something special kind of has to happen for you to decide to go out on your own. And so we're going to be talking about that with John today. Uh, John, uh, again, uh, an entrepreneur and somebody who is involved in the CPE world. So I think this is going to be a, a, a little bit of a different show, but a great show for us, a little bit of a hybrid show. So enjoy my conversation with John Larkin. My guest this week on Accountable, John Larkin. John, thank you so much for being on Accountable. Thanks for having me. So, John, um, you recently started a continuing education website. Um, So brand new venture, new thing uh, for you. What makes uh, Advanced CPE so different from all of the other platforms that are out there? Well, I've been doing this for fairly established providers for the last 15 years or so. Um, And over the years, I've learned some things about what the established platforms get right and what they get wrong. So I've been working on solutions to problems that I've been 
tripping us up for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Packaged them, um, presented them to my fairly established providers in the past and um, was a little bit um, not something they wanted to go forth with. So I said, ah, the heck with it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do this on my own. Um, it is a platform that's custom made primarily for for NASBA. Right. It's got the attendance checks built in, which a lot of your things don't. A lot of your your, your Adobe Connects, your the go to meetings don't have that built in. Issues a certificate right right away. Things that you have to work with a fairly established uh, delivery system and do a lot of customization. Uh, and so it's got all that all that stuff built in. So, so I think what I'm what I'm hearing is is that I mean this is really kind of the first platform that has kind of been sort of very focused on the CPA market and the, and continuing education for CPAs. So a lot easier from a from a an instructor standpoint. I'll vouch for that one. Um, uh, what about from uh, people that are logging in, uh, the participants in the course? Is it an easier platform for them too? Well, I like to think it's a, a bit more aesthetically pleasing for the <laughs> end user, for the actual person taking taking them. Um, I what I will tell you is um, uh, we did some polls at one of my previous employers, and um, uh, through through conversations that I had with, con- with with consumers of with consumers of accounting continuing education over the years, that um, the most important the question that comes up the most is how many attendance checks have I hit? Yeah, right, sure. The attendance, right, because they're there. I mean, you know, they've carved eight, four, eight hours out of their day, and they want to make sure they get their certificate. That's, you know, part of part of the model, isn't it? Uh, this Absolutely. platform actually tells you how many attendance checks you've hit at any given time, tells you how many checks are going to be asked. Um, it also allows you, uh, provides a little table of contents over the side so you can see where the instructor is at any given point, how what they're teaching now fits into the context of the overall course. Um, it provides a holistic viewing experience that I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the off the shelf platforms don't. So I they're not. They had a lot of the out of sorry. No, go ahead. Go the ahead. Keep out going. Of, the out of the out of the platform uh, services. I, I can't name any names because they're competitors. Um, are, are really focused on the the fifteen minute to half hour, maybe ninety minutes at the most. Um, and a lot of accounting can, is, is two, three, four, sometimes even eight hours. And it's a, it's a very different experience that requires different tools. I think that that's a great point. I mean, uh, you know, for, for those of you out there, uh, you know, that uh, are probably used to taking uh, the CPE courses, I mean, yeah, it's all about the attendance checks and things like that. We want to make sure that, you know, if we're investing the time that we're going to get credit for the course and, uh, you know, and so, uh, you know, it's a natural thing. Um, and certainly there's uh, some degree of paranoia too, if, uh, you know, if, especially if the uh, uh, connection gets interrupted or, uh, you know, something like that. I mean, and, uh, you know, the first question out, out there is is uh is you know did i miss any attendance checks yeah you know what what did i miss did i miss any attendance checks yeah (laughs) absolutely and so so it sounds to me like uh you know like really uh, you know kind of your uh the the way that you kind of got started down this path was is you saw a need in the market um you saw some things that maybe that you felt like you could do better is that was that really kind of the tipping point for you to kind of go out on your own? Because I got to tell you, John, going out on your own is crazy. I mean, it's it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy idea. It's uh, you know, there's nothing safe about it. Um, so, I mean, was that kind of the tipping point? It's just the thought like, hey, I can do this better. Uh, yes. In, in a nutshell, 
my previous employers where I would present the packages to them, present theory, we can solve this problem this way, we can solve this problem this way, really was a departure from what they did well. Um, it required a bit of entrepreneurial thinking. It required a bit of a risk that I don't think those folks were, were, were willing to take uh, uh, justifiably. Uh, I understand their decision. Um, but yeah, I've, there, was, there, were, there were certain fundamental problems. And I, I have, I've, I've worked, I've vetted, I've worked directly with about five or six very large webcast delivery platforms. And I vetted scores of them. Uh, I just got tired of banging my head against the wall. Like, we needed to do this. Well, we're... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I said, all right, well, I can make it do that. <laughs> well, and and I don't think that that's necessarily a uh, you know a a un, uncommon um, experience. I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, a lot of times, you know, before people go out on their own. Um, you know, they have a, uh, you know, an experience uh, with a previous employer or something like that. And that kind of teaches them kind of what they, you know, it teaches them what they want and what they want to do with their particular product. Right. I, I, I think that's probably a fairly common experience. How has it been being out on your own? Because I know that I, I think people are sometimes kind of enamored with this idea. And I think especially now with the great resignation, you know, we keep hearing that that term in the media and everything. And uh, a lot of people, a lot more people going out on their own. And I think people are kind of enamored with this idea that it's like, as soon as I get out there, uh, you know, money's going to start hitting and we are, you know, uh, things are going to be going really good. And, uh, you know, and, and that, I'm not sure that that's always the way that it works. Uh, how, how's your experience been? Well, very fortunately, I like to think I, I, I planned for that. I knew I wasn't going to break away. I knew I hadn't invented Google. Um, but to be clear, Advanced CPE does not sell continuing education directly to CPE viewers. Right. Uh, Advanced CPE lease, well, leases, but we, we offer the platform to independent instructors. Yeah. Folks so you, who have either been... Yeah, you're the connector, right? I mean, you're the connector between the recipient um, right. of the CPE and, you, and the instructor. Right. So the value I, I provide to the, to the CPE-seeking individual are the things we talked about earlier. Uh, the value I bring to an independent instructor is some freedom. The instructor can load up his or her courses, uh, offer them as often as he or she wants, uh, at the price that he or she wants. Um, if, you, if the instructor decides, you know what, I'm going to work with clients Monday through Thursday, and I'm going to just, Friday is going to be my CPE day. Um, and they can put all their classes up at the same time. Uh, and the biggest, uh, I like to think, value is that because I've got such low overhead, the, um, the independent instructor will be able to keep much more of the, of, of the gate from the sale of the course than they would if they were selling their products or in addition to selling their, their, their content through these third-party aggregators. Yeah, I think I think that that's uh, that that's very true. So it's a, so it's a lot more instructor friendly. Kind of encourages uh, instructors yes. that maybe that maybe don't have um, a a technology platform that they can really sort of put their stuff on to kind of to kind of get out there and kind of put their their stuff on advanced CPE. Um, and uh, offers the user, you know, gets away from some of those kind of common questions and things like that. We talked about, uh, you know, attendance checks, but, you know, some of those common worries and, and is a lot more kind of a user-friendly um, user-friendly platform. What, so, I mean, his, uh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Uh, was there more? Go ahead. <laughs> and I have my own NASBA number. 
So yeah. there are some instructors currently using the platform that have their own NASBIN numbers and they can do webcasts and they keep track of everything. They, uh, they keep track of the materials and, and the things that NASBIN makes them do. Uh, if you don't want to deal with that, uh, you can just show up with your video, uh, your content and hand it over to me and, and I will, Advanced CPE can issue the certificate and we take care of the record keeping and the technical review and, uh, and, yes. and everything. And yeah. Yeah, and I can tell you that as an instructor, I mean that's uh, you know that's a huge uh, that's a that's a huge uh, time saver for sure. When when people so you know we we talked a little bit about uh, you know kind of people being enamored with the idea of kind of going out on their own. Um, I I always said to people that uh, going out on my own was uh, uh, it's the most flexible work hours in the world. It's also the longest work hours in the world and probably the lowest pay, um, at least initially. Um, so um, I mean, is uh, is is that what you would say too? I mean, uh, or has there been sort of more flexibility that you, that you've seen and uh, you know, do you enjoy it? What what kind of keeps you coming back? I guess hope. <laughs> okay. Uh, that I, I I I'm a firm believer in the idea. Uh, the instructors that have come on board have been very pleased. Yeah. Uh, uh, reaching out and finding the additional instructors has been a bit of a challenge. But I guess I planned for this. Like I said, I, I knew I wasn't going to invent Google. Um, let's say I have taken a considerable pay cut from the job I left to. Um, to, to engage in this, but as you implied, it's, uh, I believe that's, that's temporary. Right. Um, yeah, the, the, I will say the, the, the stress of the, that comes with the flexibility, the stress of, you know, is this, is this, uh, we're going to, we're going to pull this out is, um, better than the head banging against the wall that I had done with my previous employers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's a definite trade-off, and right now it's 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 I'm pleased with the trade-off, yeah. Well, and I and I think that that's important for you know for our listeners to you know if maybe they're thinking about going out on their own, I think that uh, you know that that's something that they should consider as well. Is that uh, you know there are some challenges you lose kind of the safety net of you know benef- benefits. Uh, you know benefits are usually better if you're you know at a larger company as opposed to being out on your own. Um, right. You know uh, and things like that. But at the same time, though, there's also uh, you you do have the ability of sort of you know, the thrill of sort of building something. And at least for me personally, I can say that that kind of kept me coming back. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, at compare.com, uh, as well as elephant auto insurance. And then, uh, you know, at this uh, current venture, uh, you know, all of those times, I mean, it was, uh, the, the ability to, uh, you know, to create something and, uh, you know, there's something sort of exciting about that. There's a, there's a rush that kind of comes along with people using things that you built. And solving and and knowing the problems are solved, and, and knowing the yeah. problems are solved, I, I think that's absolutely correct. Well, so you know the the uh, CPE. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. That um, some of the challenges though in uh, it's a very different um, a very a very different ramp up if you're selling products or content to an end user. Uh, I'm marketing my platform to individual clients slash instructors. And one of the things I didn't expect was, um, uh, everybody needs something different. Right. So that flex the terms that right, say so that, uh, that this person wants to be able to present live streaming classes. This person wants to be able to connect with firms. Uh, this person wants a little tweak in the e-commerce, this person, but so, so that was, that was not, I thought I, and it, it's the, the, the bigger picture is you get this great idea and you march out into the marketplace with your great idea. 
Um, and you are the nobody's going to think it's as great of idea as you think it is, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's going to need some tweaking. If you're going out there and saying, I got this big shiny widget and everybody's going to love this widget, um, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. I, I think that's great advice. Uh, you know, I mean, certainly uh, that's uh, that's been my experience too. I mean, because really, you know, and and for those of you that uh, you know that are, are listening today, I mean, if you've ever tried to get something out there, get a product out there for the very first time that is brand new, there's a learning curve that comes along with that from the consumer. The consumer doesn't jump on board right away and think that, you know, that your widget is the greatest widget that they've ever seen most of the time. Most of the time it's a little bit of a uh, you know, it's a it's a mental shift in, in terms of what they're doing and sort of by its very nature new services, new products, they're disruptive. They disrupt people from what they normally do and and so to for them to sort of uh, to be on board with that disruption takes Time. It takes energy. It takes, uh, you know, really sort of showing people uh, why this is different and why that that difference is good. Um, is it, I mean, is that fair? Is that a fair way to kind of to kind of put it? Is 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 that that learning curve? Is it is it a mental shift really? In oh CP? yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And and it's it's important to be flexible to incorporate the feedback that comes from your customers or your potential clients. It's important to, uh, you may actually have to jettison parts of it completely. Um, I, I haven't had to do that yet, but I've worked for, I've worked for some places. Like, for example, I had, uh, one, uh, one organization really believed that um, performance, val- performance, production value and this and brights, lights, lights, is shiny, all kinds of things. Um, it turns out that that, that that particular audience wasn't as interested in that and they had, Invent. They had invested um, quite a bit of money and energy and time into upping that production value, which was something that the end user didn't find uh, uh, quite as valuable as they thought they might. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point too. Is kind of really knowing again, kind of what your customer wants. Let, let's try to sort of sort of bring this uh, together a little bit because I think that we've talked about some interesting things, and I think especially like you know with uh, you know with some of the things that we've said about entrepreneurship. One, um, knowing your customer seems to be paramount. Um, that you know really kind of understanding what that is, and then also. Um, you know, seeing an opportunity where you can, you know, where you can really make a difference that that is also, I think, uh, you know, kind of an important thing. What, what maybe, what other advice would you give uh, to uh, somebody who's maybe thinking about, you know, going out on their own, maybe they have a, have a technology product uh, that they think is a good idea, but uh, you know, there's always that tinge of doubt. Uh, What, what advice would maybe you give uh, him or her um, if they, uh, you know, if they, we're trying to go out on their own, trying to create something. Um, well, my first word of advice is if, if your idea involves continuing education for accountants, uh, forget it. That's all done. No, we're, that space is covered. <laughs> yeah. No, we're yeah, good. There you go. Don't need any more of that. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so on a human level to uh, don't wait for all the doubts to be gone. Yeah. Uh, you get, at some point, you're just going to have to jump. Yep. I, I think that that's very, very well said. I, I, um, 
uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, be a guest on uh, some other podcasts, and uh, I know that that's that that seems like a very strange thing because I think uh, you know, especially for a lot of CPAs who. You know, I think we learn in textbooks, right or wrongly, that, uh, you know, that we always have a marketing plan, we always have a business plan, we always kind of, you know, it's a very structured process in terms of starting a business. And all that's fine and good. And and maybe there's, you know, maybe there's uh, some entrepreneurs out there who have followed that kind of to the letter and had success. But you know, ultimately, uh, folks, I tend to agree with John. I mean, it's, you know, there's always, you're never going to have it quite 100% perfect. And at some point you just say, you know what, I, I can't go another day here. I need to jump and just give this a shot. And if I fail, I fail. Um, but I'm, I'm going to try. And that's, that, that's, yeah. Excellent choice of words because I, in my, uh, storied career, I've been to, numerous conferences yeah. uh, and to me almost every conference would have some C-suite person standing at the podium saying, we encourage people to fail and we, re- right. and they are all, they're all lying. <laughs> I've never seen that action. I've never seen that actually in force in the workplace. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is that um, when you are, when you're running your own show, then yeah, yeah, you're you're going, you're gonna fail, yeah. um, and you get to have the attitude towards it that you said. You, know, you gotta just pick yourself up because this is not my first attempt at it. About sure. six years ago, I tried to do uh, something similar uh, where I built a less, a less involved platform, but my focus was at that point selling continuing education to the actual end user. Uh, okay. um, and I realized that's not my strength. Um, and th- I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan, I didn't invest enough money in what was necessary to reach out to the, to the consumer. Um, so I put that on the shelf and did another, uh, did another round in the, in the private sector. I think I think that's uh, also an important point too. Is that you know that this is not kind of your your first go around at this. I mean, so you tried something, didn't quite come out the way you wanted it to. Then you found right. this, and so you, you know, so it's it's okay to you know to to try something and to to fail at it. Um, I think uh, you know. Um, because uh, again, I think that that's where uh, you know I see a lot of entrepreneurs that think maybe you know they hesitate a little bit because they say um, you know um, I'm not quite ready or uh, you know I just want to wait until I have a little bit more money. That's one that I hear a lot. Um, you know, or um, I, I just want to I just want to make sure that uh, you know that uh, the market's ready for the product and and stuff like that. And it's just like. It, it, that's like that's like the perfect storm, and that basically never happens, uh, or at least it's never happened for me. It doesn't really sound like it's happened for you either. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so, so let's, let's maybe, uh, uh, try to wrap up here. If, if so, uh, got somebody out who's going out on their own, uh, what, what's kind of the first, what's kind of the first step? I mean, uh, you know, if somebody wants to go out on their own, do they, do they talk to people that have, uh, have been, uh, you know, entrepreneurs before, do they go to conferences or do they just, you know, say, all right, here I am and close their eyes and jump. Um, I would first look at the library of your podcasts. <laughs> okay. All right. There's, there's, there's your, uh, there's your cheap plug folks. <laughs> uh, obviously, yeah, you're going to want to talk to people, uh, having, have a, have a business plan yeah. is there are lots, if, 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 
uh, you, you know, even if you're selling napkin rings on Etsy, have yeah. a business plan. Um, it doesn't have to be that involved. There are tons of um, sample business plans that you can get on online and just plug in your own information. Um, you can go simple one or three or four pages to 20 to 100 page. Uh, depends on, but but do have some kind of plan. Have some way to uh, measure. Have various level success measures. Don't say it has to be here or I'm a total failure. No, you're going to have this is this works a little. This works this like for me it was just but the first gauge of success is the plan. Is it going to work? Right. Are we going to get customers in there? Are they going to watch? Are they going to get their certs? Come back and be happy. That was the first. There wasn't any sort of I'm going to retire. I'm going to make a million dollars. It was are we just going to get it out the door. Is it going to work? And are people going to be happy? And we we fortunately nailed that one on the first go. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think great advice here, folks, uh, from somebody who's doing it. So somebody who is uh, who is out there and uh, you know has uh, has started uh, a good uh, good business. If you get a chance, uh, folks, uh, go to Advance uh, CPE, see what John's uh, John's got uh, got going there. I think uh, you're going to see a lot of good stuff. John, if folks want to get a hold of you, how would they how would they go about doing that? So that's good. To, to be clear, so the, so the advancedcpe.com, the, the 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 front page of that is targeted towards the potential clients. So you'll go there, there'll be a link that says I'm a teacher and that will take you to my consulting page that has more involved videos. Brief. Don't. Very seven minute videos <laughs> give you more detail about how this whole thing works and all my contact information can be found there. So advancedcpe.com. AdvancedCPE.com, folks. Uh, so there you go. So uh, John, thank you so much uh, for the conversation today. I, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing what's up ahead for you and uh, for Advanced CPE. Great, thanks again for having me. Thanks for listening to Accountable. Be sure to subscribe for more interviews and insights from today's business leaders. David Peters is a registered representative offering securities through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Carroll Financial Associates, a registered investment advisor. Peters Tax Preparation, David Peters Financial, Carroll Financial, and Satera Advisor Networks are not affiliated. He is located at 1657 West Broad Street, Unit 5, Richmond, Virginia, 23220, and can be reached at 804-332-1373. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and not necessarily those of Satera. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual.